0: Hello everyone. Since this is either a highlight, a standalone book, or the first episode in a series, I'm jumping in to remind you what the rules are for this podcast. First rule is no real people stories. That means that any details from our own lives are merely anecdotal. We do not read books about real people, and we are not reading historical fiction. The second rule is that we are basing our analyses off of how the author treats characters and what they put them through. We are not judging the accuracy of the trauma, the accuracy of any actual conditions that may be portrayed, nor the authenticity of a character's reaction to that trauma or that particular condition. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The hosts are not trained professionals, and their opinions come solely from personal experience. In this episode, we discuss fictional depictions of trauma and violence that may not be suitable for all audiences. Please take care of yourselves. Specific content warnings for each episode can be found in the show notes. Events in the media are discussed in approximate order of escalation. This episode contains spoilers. i'm nicole and i'm robin and this episode on books that burn we are discussing the ghost bride by yangshi chu we have the blurb from the publisher Lee Lan, the daughter of a respectable Chinese family in colonial Malaysia, hopes for a favorable marriage, but her father has lost his fortune, and she has few suitors. Instead, the wealthy Lim family urges her to become a ghost bride for their son, who has recently died under mysterious circumstances. Rarely practiced, a traditional ghost marriage is used to placate a restless spirit, Such a union would guarantee Lilan a home for the rest of her days, but at what price? Night after night, Lilan is drawn into the shadowy parallel world of the Chinese afterlife, where she must uncover the Lim family's darkest secrets and the truth about her own family. So quick uh, housekeeping detail. Uh, We are aware that there is a Netflix series based on this book, but neither of us have seen it, and thus ends the references we will make to it. (laughs) That was it
1: well the on purpose references
0: anyway yeah any on purpose we're not referring to it whatever coincidences of using the same source material you know of this book for the show um, i kind of wonder if it's not coincidental but not targeted <laughs> uh yeah so our first topic is murder you know you know you know it's a good episode when mur- murder is the minor character spotlight murder Judas, um, It's always a good time. So, what were you thinking for this?
1: Uh, for murder? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, we have kind of a, an interesting thing going on here, because the groom of our uh, intended wedding party is dead at the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. However. He, uh, we find out not immediately, but fairly quickly. I would argue, uh, that he was most likely murdered and not died of disease, as previously stated.
0: Yeah the the we're gonna try not to spoil whether he's right, but he is at the very least yes. convinced that he yeah, was murdered. He at least
1: is pretty sure that it was. Yeah, that this is what
0: happened. And so, from the afterlife, he is trying to get some kind of revenge in addition to trying to get Lelan as a bride. Yes. Yeah. We're going to talk more about the trying to get Lelan things in our final topic, which we'll be stalking, but for now, focusing on the fact that he is definitely dead and Mm -hmm. probably murdered.
1: Well, and they also have, like... So we're not going to... These we're not gonna spoil the plots and the twists and turns. Um, but the the interesting thing, I think from a reader perspective is that even though this is a not like inconsequential plot point, <laughs> uh, it's not the biggest of the plot points, but it, it's it's not insignificant. Um, from a reader perspective, it is it almost doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, tipping our hand a little bit on the rating when we get to the wrap up, but like, it, that he is dead matters much more mm. to basically, to matters much more to Leelan than that Lim Qianqing, whether or not he was murdered. Like, Every uh, the most of the plot commences because we're following Leland's perspective. Most of the plot follows her, and so to her, it is mostly incidental as to how he ended up dead.
1: I mean, even at the the most like significant point, it only really matters how this happened because he's trying to blame a particular person for it, and she actually cares about that person and. Arguably, that person is one of fewer than five people in the whole book that she cares about, and what happens to them at all. Yeah, so, like you know, it's a it's a thing to push her to go investigate and undermine her her trust and um, feelings about this person. But it's not. It's not from, about from Lim
0: Ching not for Lelan. What it's saying? It's not about Lim Ching no. for Lelan at all.
1: Right. Right. It it is a push at her not justice for him. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, like she cares whether this other person is a murderer, but she doesn't she doesn't have specific emotions about whether Lim Chen-ching is dead and whether that death was a murder. Like she doesn't want to have this other person be a murderer. Yeah feel like I'm going a little circular here, but you get my point.
1: <laughs> right. Well, but I think I think the important thing to talk about with our So speak so I think we should kind of go down our 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 list. As yes. far as emphasis level of emphasis in narration um the we we've kind of stated that I think. The the yeah. fact that it was probably maybe a murder matters much less than its effect on her behavior. Mhm. And only briefly. Like there's a couple of moments where she kind of investigates what's going on, but it's it's far secondary to a lot of other things, including and not limited to um a a, a topic we'll talk about later and the the pressure being put on her. Mhm. Um I'm not going to say more about that now.
0: Yeah, and I don't it doesn't seem like we're really supposed to care Mm-mm. about whether he was murdered um, because not that you can't care about whether a terrible person died but he's a pretty terrible person not in like some kind of like grand scale of harm but on the small <laughs> no. personal scale but like practical
1: of, in the moment
0: at this time he is of he he bad. was a pretty terrible. he was and is in the afterlife a deeply unpleasant person with a lot of access to money who uses that money and um and influence to Bend people around him and make his life better by making mm-hmm. their lives miserable, um and so we're, it does. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel like we're supposed to be upset that he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, except that he uses being dead as an opportunity to try and get something out of Lelan that she yeah. she doesn't she doesn't have any tie to him um it is so hard to just talk about the murder without talking about the stalking
1: well that's okay Um, we're gonna
0: yeah we'll go to that so
1: uh perspective of this trauma we don't we get him talking to our main character Mm -hmm. but we don't really we don't see it happen almost no one else really talks about it either it's just kind of this third party after the fact. It happened to me and no details.
0: And uh, I wasn't he didn't he die like a year ago or nine months like it had been a while. Like a a little bit before the book started. (laughs) Yeah. This did not
1: happen last week.
0: (laughs) No, it felt like the kind of time frame where like the family might still be mourning, but people not in the family wouldn't still be being expected to mourn. Yes. 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 Yeah.
1: Um trauma shielded or emphasized by the characters i would argue shielded aka almost entirely ignored for those reasons robin just stated <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and then as robin said are we supposed to care about this trauma yeah and and really feel like, like
0: there's also several times where it's like oh did someone else die no 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 the person who died a year ago oh okay okay <laughs> all right all right, like, still him, okay. You know, having to remember some third uh tertiary characters having to be, like, reminded, oh, yeah, that boyfriend, that one family died. Like, it... Right. Yeah. yeah. He is much less consequential and- to everyone else than he would like to think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, even dead, is 100% sure that everything in
0: life revolves around him and his wants and his needs. Yeah. Yep. All right, I think I'm ready to talk about our next topic. All right, our second topic is (laughs) overdose. (laughs) So in an effort to try and get rid of the ghost who is stalking her um more details on that in our third topic it all leads uh, back Lilan to this lelan takes um some herbs that she's given by a medium and she's told that if she takes these at specific intervals and times then she'll then it should keep the ghost from getting into her dreams Uh, which was a problem. Uh, And then she takes too much of it to try and super duper make him not be in her dreams. And it causes an overdose and puts her into a coma. Um, And so one of the things with this is that kind of Going on in the background of a bunch of really cool stuff in the spirit realm that we're not going to spoil, there's kind of the the background knowledge that keeps having uh, reminders for her that this is going on that her body is in a coma and people are taking care of it on an ongoing basis. Like her outfits keep changing just like a bunch of little stuff that makes her continually aware that somewhere her body is hopefully not dead yet. Um, and being taken care of. And also, um, her her father and Ama, um, think that I like be- because we don't have their perspective it's hard to know if they think she tried to kill herself or like Amma knows about the herbs knows where she got them from but there were like several things where people around her could have reason to think that it's on purpose and whether or not it was on purpose it. I don't know. I. I don't want to say that it was like better or worse. If they think it was on purpose <laughs> or an accident, I don't think that.
1: Well, I mean, makes I sense. don't. I don't necessarily yeah. know that if they think about it super hard, that it'll really change their reaction. Because either yeah. it's on purpose to get away, or it was an accident because she was so intent on getting away that she didn't bother to check the amount. Like, yep. both are her running away, and not caring what happens to her.
0: And also with like, I just thinking of stuff where like, so Amon knows what's happening. And I, if I remember correctly, her father has also, I don't remember if she's tried to tell him or if she didn't try to tell him Mm. because he thinks all this spirit stuff is garbage and he wouldn't have listened anyway. I don't remember which of the two it was. I don't
1: remember if she eventually tells him, but she spends a lot of time on, no, he won't accept it and he won't care. And worst case scenario,
0: he'll try and exercise me oh that's right yeah so i don't think she tells him um yeah no she doesn't tell him yeah so uh i this isn't the first thing i've read where character in a coma ends up in a liminal after <laughs> life space um i i like it as a thing um And as for how much it's emphasized in the narration, she keeps like thinking about it as a decision and wishing she hadn't done it, and just like trying to figure out how to deal with it. Like even more so, like there is more. Uh, I, if I'm, I think um, I don't want to like overstate this, but I'm pretty sure there's more emphasis given to. The fact that she had this accidental overdose than to the fact that the um that the other guy was probably murdered
1: oh in in a page and a half, more emphasis on it for sure,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, like it this is the thing that she did that wasn't on purpose that is messing up what she had left of her freedom in her life uh the other the the murder is just kind of like, oh. You mean it wasn't illness at the very end but you were still sick? Okay, fine.
0: Yeah. Um and in terms of like um whether the trauma is shielded or emphasized by the characters, um I don't say the emphasized. narrative sh- well, so it's emphasized She for spends a lot of her. time dwelling on it. Yeah, but also because we don't get the specific reactions of all the people who are dealing with the daily aftermath of just trying to keep her body alive. I think there's a way in which, I don't know. It feels like it's both shielded and emphasized, um, in different ways. So I guess like literally there's, there's no real shielding from like the specific overdose that, that is true. It's like, uh, this happened and now she has to keep dealing with it um I might be talking to myself into agreeing with you that it's emphasized and it's not really shielded I've talked myself into it I agree with you um I I think more there are ways that it could have dwelled more like if she had for sure like uh, there's things that mean she's kept away from the house and kept from getting to look at her body and so like there aren't what could have been continual scenes of oh they're still taking care of me and she just and also her infers. body is is in a
1: coma and not slowly rotting there would have right. been a, a lot of worse <laughs> quote-unquote ways to do this
0: yeah no and, and but she is having to infer what's going on with her physical body based on how her spirit body is affected um which I I like because um it means that we're not spending we're not spending a bunch of time with her hovering over herself sleeping. Yes. Um which, you know, it's one of those things that's much cooler in a movie than in a book. Because <laughs> in the movie it's like, "Oh my god, they're both in the same the person <laughs> in the scene twice." I don't know. I it that's like a visual thing that I do enjoy uh in films but in books it's like to me at least it's not really anything and i'm glad that she didn't just hover a bunch <laughs> um well we do get a some reminders we do get like
1: her dwelling on the the need to go back and trying to get back and we do get um we we do get some semi constant reminders that people are taking care of her. That her hair is suddenly brushed, and her clothing refreshes to be whatever new outfit they put on her and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, um, but, but that's also still pretty part of the- calm. <laughs> yeah, and also part of the point of that was that um, time runs differently, and so one of her few ways of keeping track of time that's passing in the real world is how often her clothes are changed um it's That's not true. detailed to a degree that the reader could track it but mm-hmm. it clearly is something that she's, she's paying attention to for she's sure. paying attention to yeah okay i think i'm ready to talk about the stalking now because i think <laughs> i think we've laid the groundwork for everything we can <laughs> talk about that isn't that
1: would, would you and say that time we've to been talk slowly, about that? would you say that we've been slowly stalking the topic Oh
0: my goodness. Yeah, we've been slowly following it, getting closer. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure.
1: Tracking the breadcrumbs. All right. Third yep, topic. Yep.
0: On to our third topic, which is stalking. Okay, so for this one, we might end up spoiling some things in the book. I don't know if we will, but of the topics, this is the one where it gets hard to avoid things that are probably spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um so Lim Ching is stalking Li Lan from the grave and like oh my god just uh I've already said how insufferable he is, but one of the things that makes this to me such like Okay, so so with with stalking. Anyone in a general sense anyone can stalk anyone else. <laughs> but often when it's scariest for the person being stalked, um it seems to me is not that it's not scary to be stalked, but just like mm. one of the scarier versions of it is when the person doing the stalking thinks that there's this super intense connection between them that the person being stalked either, either like it literally isn't there or just there's this giant mismatch in emotional intensity. um, Mm. And, you know, I don't really want to like grade ways you can stalk someone. I just think that he's going about it in one of the creepier ways. Um, he saw her one time at a festival and didn't talk to her. Yeah. And also she was from childhood engaged to his cousin. And he's like, "You know what? I'm dead. That's who I'm going to marry." Yeah. The girl I didn't talk to at a party who was supposed to marry my cousin. Like my younger cousin. <laughs>
1: yeah who is also seven years or nine years older yeah and like
0: there's also there's also some things where like um uh the the arranged marriage probably isn't gonna work out because now that this guy is dead the cousin might inherit and that changes the family's willingness to marry him to a basically penniless girl um so like, there's some complicating things where the the arranged marriage to his cousin might not be in play anymore, but him worrying about any of that when he is a ghost, um, is pretty creepy. And like, I, and I, I say that like even within. The fantasy version of this basic cultural context in the book, um, where, like, ghost marriages have been a thing, Um, the fantasy bit is that we get the ghost's perspective, um, which you don't normally get to have. Um, Like, even within that there is a, like, cultural space for this practice such that Lilan's father can say, hey this guy's family wants there to be a ghost marriage part of to me what makes it like creepy and definitely stalking even within that context is like him showing up in her dreams and putting these like i think they were bullhead bodyguards like around the house yeah um to try it like the guards i said bodyguards that's not what they were they were guards to try and well they're catch guarding her. her body from her kind of i guess they are bodyguards but it's not about really protecting her it's about like preserving her for him or whatever yeah so i just monologued what are your thoughts <laughs> um uh in general i mean about the stalking oh oh in the book about
1: that. Oh, okay
0: yeah, about um, that. Um
1: I I think I think that it's handled in a way where we get to see a lot of her freedom from him. Mhm, which is nice. Um Yeah. It's not a book where you have a character who keeps trying to leave or go places and then he just appears. Um there he shows up in her dreams a lot at first. Then we find out there is a direct magical reason tie that he's able to do that, which in turn lets her, accidentally, after on purpose, escape it, and then she goes off and has her own investigation adventures for a while. Um, I think that it's probably the mildest on-screen stalking I've ever read that is still active and present in the narrative, um, and. The stalking is a symptom of the larger behavioral problem of the character uh-huh. that's doing this to her. Um, you know, as Robin was was talking about, like, the forced marriage, the lack of consent, the marriage to a ghost who can't even, you know, be there and present in a, in her daily life, you know who's literally just married to... She would just be marrying him to be his, like, possession at that point. This isn't a marriage for love. She doesn't care about him. She doesn't even know him. This isn't a marriage because she wants it. It's a marriage because he wants to claim her. And because his family wants to claim her.
0: And it's also a marriage to um, deal with her father's debts. So, like, literally well, that's everyone but yeah so everyone but her is getting something out of this yeah because like it with an arranged marriage to a living person um the like you know this doesn't always go well but in you know a living living arranged marriage um the bride at least gets like a companion and a partner and sometimes that works out and sometimes that doesn't but she'd at least get someone on a daily basis to be with her yeah she doesn't get that um (laughs) him him showing up and being in her dreams and leaving like it just it, it does just give being her in her, her th-
1: dreams, but bringing her into his world and in, in mm-hmm. her dreams, like he's not following her along as she has a dream. He is taking her out of her sleep out of her rest,
0: yeah, that's true. And also, like she'd be expected to do like to she would she would instantly be a widow um by marrying yeah. him when he's already dead. she'd have to perform mourning for this person that she's only talking to because his ghost won't leave her alone (laughs) um yeah which also with like her father not believing about the spiritual stuff like her father definitely doesn't understand or doesn't believe that even if she tried to tell him, I, it doesn't seem like he would believe that. That's what's being set up. He'd be just like, "Oh, you know, like you'll go and live in this house and oh, be you taken get to fast care track of." Track your
1: way into widowedom and just have some money. Yay! And she's like, "No, I yeah. don't understand. This is." He's not like,
0: "Wouldn't, wouldn't you like good. to sit in a house with strangers and not have to worry about money ever again?" And it's like, well, part of that sounded good, and well, part of other it, other
1: than the being with the controlling, abusive strangers All right, part, i was gonna but. say
0: part of it part of the not having to worry about money sounds good but also her her freedom being bargained away because like she had the expectation of an arranged marriage like that is something she wasn't necessarily looking forward to but like could expect um because of her like the, her cultural context like she was like okay like this this is how marriage works for for women like me like this is just how this goes but she yeah she at least thought she'd get a person who is around yeah. and extant uh and, and corporeal. you know, able to also
1: do household chores and whatever exactly else. like yeah yeah it, it's the worst part of single motherhood except that your spouse doesn't go home and also doesn't exist and doesn't
0: care. (laughs) That's probably a joke, but I mean, the thing is like, sorry, the thought that I got derailed on was like her, her father thinks he's marrying her to like the memory of someone who isn't around anymore. And he, yeah. And he doesn't believe or doesn't understand that, Not only does she not get any help day to day, she also has an annoying person talking to her every night
1: (laughs) and leeching her health. That's a thing we didn't even talk touch on.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. I I don't know that contact with the living,
1: either in your dream mm -hmm. or them touching you in the real world, will sap your life force. Essentially, in this book. So he is yeah. killing her by inches for his own selfish reasons.
0: Yeah. And I don't remember if he was specifically, did we find out that he's specifically doing that? Cause I, I know with a different character, a ghost is doing. That yeah. Well,
1: that's she her, it happening to her is the first time we hear about it happening
0: because okay. the doctor
1: inspects her and is like, Oh, you oh, have yeah. very little life for us. What,
0: why, what is happening? Oh, that's true. Why is your chi so low? Okay, okay. Yes, I remember now. Um, but also like there yeah, so we have like the the starter bit kind of of it happening to her and then there's also a um, secondary character who's a ghost mm-hmm. who is doing this to a living person.
1: Mm-hmm. Who, and this living person looks like they're 80 and they're like 57.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and The ghost is like, ah, you know, he looks good for 57. <laughs> and all of the narration up until now had been like this ancient old man moving slowly, <laughs> this, da, 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 da. this
1: walking corpse barely clinging to life and <laughs> barely <laughs> able to move through his house. And yeah, she's like, yes, he will be mine soon. Like, no,
0: yeah, yeah, um, so yeah um sorry my brain tried to make a pun out of cyber stalking but didn't couldn't grab the word that would make it a pun Ooh, um, wait now how far did you get a little bit oh you need a word and then the word stalking i didn't get very far yeah no i, I ghost stalking it's not anything it doesn't <laughs> yeah Mm. No, I got it. Casper stalking. But I don't think that works. And also that's a reference to a movie from a completely, a ghost movie from a completely different cultural context. So it, it well, I mean, it's not that nothing. ghost
1: kind of does a, we're well, not that ghost, but other ghosts in that movie kind of do a similar thing.
0: This is true. Um, Yeah. Anyway, I've seen uh, Casper
1: one time. <laughs> it's not a movie that I was like, oh, this is a lot of fun. I didn't, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just didn't really enjoy it. And yeah, oh, no, somehow I my brain it. has clung to that information.
0: Yeah, uh, I watched it several times. Um. Anyway, back to this, which also has a show made off of it. Anyway, um, <laughs> wow, we're really so distractible today, especially me. It must be all the dang ghosts. Um. Yep. But yeah, so I don't like Lim Chin Ching. <laughs> I don't like him. He sucks. And he's stalking Lilan, and and he needs to stop. Um, For me, that'd be nice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and I'm I'm ready for for the wrap-up.
1: Video games are a unique medium. They can tell stories. Immerse us in strange, fantastic worlds.
0: Blur the very boundaries of our reality. But at the end of the day, video games are fun, whatever fun is to you. I'm Jeff Moonen. And I am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon. And on Fun and Games, we talk about the history, trends, and community of video games. It's a celebration of all the games we play and all the fun we find within them. And there's so many more games out there. So we hope you'll share in that conversation with us. Fun and Games podcast with Matt and Jeff. Find us on certainpov.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And happy gaming. On to the wrap up and ratings for the Ghost Bride by Yangshi Chu. For our first topic, which is murder, uh, for the gratuity rating, backstory off screen, mild, moderate or severe. Um, mm. this is literally backstory. right? Am I missing something? Oh no, this is backstory. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, we
1: literally find out it happened, like, a year later.
0: Yeah, um, well, yep, nope, that's literally backstory, that was easy. Okay, all right, overdose, um, I would think mild or moderate. Uh, wait, for which one? Overdose.
1: Uh, this is tough. Well, okay, so on the one hand you could argue it's mild because the use the user the character doesn't even know that it's happening yeah but also you do have like a slow horror realization that oh no i can see my own body
0: yeah uh, so maybe moderate like i don't you don't i don't don't think it's i i don't i don't okay like but the t- the things that would be severe are like other associated things, not the yeah. actual overdose.
1: That's fair. I mean, I'm um, I'm okay with that. I just yeah, I'm struggling to figure uh, out my own opinion.
0: The the stalking, um, severe. I do think yeah, that's severe. Uh, all right, integral, interchangeable, or irrelevant is the murder. You're alright how irrelevant is the murder to the plot <laughs> uh, it's so irrelevant that it's ambiguous as to whether it was murder
1: yeah it's, it's um, almost a manipulation plot point instead of like a thing that matters that it happened
0: yeah yeah true alright for the overdose I think this is interchangeable
1: mmm what are what could it have been intercha- interchanged
0: with literally anything else that would have put her in a coma
1: like a head
0: injury yeah i mean like there there's or you know she could have been uh, poisoned instead of like she
1: was poisoned <sighs> no i know what you mean i know what you're saying yeah
0: like there's a difference between took too much of a thing she meant to take and someone else gave her a thing like even that basic thing is is different as a trauma.
1: Yeah, no, that that's fair.
0: Stalking. Yep, stalking is uh with the plot.
1: I want to argue it's. Oh,
0: Do you think it's interchangeable? I think it might be
1: interchangeable because we'll we'll go. Okay, here's why we had a slight debate that was mostly me trying to quantify something
0: mm-hmm. whether
1: this topic would even be stalking. Because it's not st- it's not just stalking. It is magical coercion. It's um Sure. Like there's some other things that kind of tie in. And this he doesn't have to be following her.
0: I do see your point. They could have all of the He
1: he could have been he could have been I am say, a ghost trapped and you in must- her dreams and only there when she's asleep and not intending to follow it could have been his mother's plan and he had no part in it. Like there's other ways that this plot could have happened, basically identically. That oh my goodness, don't actually require him to be doing this
0: thing. I I agree. You could have had the first half of the book basically be the same. If and then her just discover that he's just kind of there, <laughs> right? Oh no, I didn't know a ghost ma- marriage was as literal. Like yeah, 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 exactly. You could have had that realization much later. Or or wow. you mean
1: my mother's going through this anyway even though i'm already gone like yeah
0: wow no i i or, agree, or we I could think... even
1: have had like a a more emphasis on the on the murder thing and like a solve my murder you're the only one i can reach out to and she's like get away from me <laughs> like
0: or she you know? doesn't say get away from me and she says i'll help you but don't make me marry you like they're yeah, have been, yeah, yeah. like the yeah. basic
1: the plot itself could have been pretty much identical with slightly different motivation
0: that wouldn't actually change what happened. Huh. Nope. Uh, I think you're right. I agree. It's interchangeable. Okay. I don't know if All we right. We have the a trauma third
1: topic that's interchangeable. I know we have them, but it's not very often.
0: Yeah. Usually the things that let it be interchangeable aren't the things that push us to yeah. want it to be our third topic. All right. Care. For the care rating for the murder, <sighs> I do. Th- think this was treated with care. Mhm. Um I'd say either enough or yes. I would lean more towards um,
1: just I think it's a yes cuz it's Yeah. It's it's even debatable whether it happened but not in a gaslighty way and right. It's almost doesn't really matter what it was that he uses as like this weird kind of blackmail like that's not really the point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, we, it's we, this thing that matters immensely. We spend immensely. less than 2 paragraphs in the entire book on it. Like it, it it's a detail that matters immensely to a character we don't like and aren't <laughs> supposed to like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But but not even enough for our it to really make an impression anywhere else, yeah. Yep. Uh
0: the overdose I think I, I I can't just go with yes. No, no. But I'm okay um, with enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think generally speaking it's enough. Then for the stocking um No. Yeah, no, like it's not or not enough,
1: but I would argue no.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm good with just saying no. Like it's not going out of its way to be extra scary more than it would have to be just for being stalking no but there's um, no real care There's not a lot of cushion
1: not yeah. a lot of cushion it's a perpetual kind of threat in every move she makes for like three quarters of the book yeah it's it is the thing that she's desperately trying to unravel is how this is even possible to do to her it's like not unravel as in figure it out necessarily but unravel as in undo
0: mm-hmm. um, try to mitigate yeah Yeah. All right. Um, For... Okay, I would argue.
1: Can I just make an uh argument here? I think that part of the reason that it ends up being severe, no no care, and interchangeable is because it is so severe with no care taken, it lets it have more weight than it could really be allowed in other circumstances. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I think think you can really make a pretty
1: direct line there from... This is so traumatic and severe and no care taken, which lets it really overshadow its actual effect.
0: Right. Or its actual right. plot
1: relevance, I should say. Plot dependency, not even relevance, yeah. dependency. Mm-hmm. I
0: think that makes sense. Um. All right, for the moral directionality. I think this is pretty clear. <laughs> like, it, the... The course of this Mm -hmm. is her gradually untangling a a complicated mess of people just kind of being terrible to each other (laughs) over time. But what she keeps uncovering is people being terrible to each other over time. Like, it's super clear that that's a thing she's uncovering. Right. It's um, not.
1: It's not. What if it was actually good? It's. Oh, it's even worse. Oh no.
0: Yeah. But it, and but I, it, there's no
1: doubt in the for for us as readers and like, I, it, whether it's okay or not or justified or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. It. It's super. It's super clear. Yeah. It's her going. Wait. Is this more complicated than I think it is? Oh no. You all just suck. <laughs> just <laughs> over and over and over. Yeah. Uh. For the point of view for trauma and aftermath i mean it's lilan for everything it's her perspective right, right 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 um which means it's not the character who's murdered yes the character who overdoses and the character who is stalked is how that breaks down but it's all it's all her
1: but she's at least related to everything that happens which is not oh, always yeah. true <laughs> when we have like, yeah. different perspectives Yep. Well that when I mean when you have a singular perspective for things that happen to different people.
0: There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The opposite of the first thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. For the trope spotter. All right, so this is one that I got to through navigating my way through a couple of pages cuz I was pretty sure this was a thing and then I found it. Mm-hmm. Um so this is due to the dead, which is the idea as a trope that you have to treat the bodies of the deceased in a particular way in that it could be that there's ceremonies it could be that there's offerings it could be that there's just some kind of thing that you have to do um after someone dies in a particular way often with the implication that if you fail to do it then it will have consequences for them in whatever mm-hmm. kind of afterlife is involved in the story and at minimum uh the hungry ghosts would fit into this and you mm-hmm. know the whole there's a lot of stuff with like burning spirit money and a bunch of like cool thing um i was i mean obviously this book is set before cell phones but it made me um remember that like in in the modern day people who still burn um spirit offerings will burn like paper cell phones um so that yeah like that's a thing yeah like that's like the 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 current modern day version Hmm. of this that's one of the things that gets burned because it's you know the possessions you got to be able to call people in the afterlife (laughs) um Anyway, that's not in this book, because this is set during, like, colonial times, um, when the country was still called Malay instead of Malaysia. Um, But anyway, it reminded me of that thing. But yeah, so with, like, the spirit money and the offerings and all of that stuff, and then how if someone doesn't have any spirit money or spirit food, um, or doesn't have any spirit offerings... Mm -hmm. um, then they won't have anywhere to live and won't have conveyances and won't have money and won't have um won't have sustenance and they become hungry ghosts that's a thing that gets explored and i i like it 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 shows up a lot in the book and it's just a whole bunch of permutations of this trope of mm-hmm. due to the dead all right what was your favorite non-traumatic thing about the book um
1: I really like the idea. I I, I shouldn't say it. I I find it very funny that you have to burn everything to, for a spirit to get it, except food. <laughs> you just have yeah. to offer it to them, and then they smell it, and their bellies fill up. And mm-hmm. I I just find that very just visually funny. Like food is beyond your grasp. <laughs>
0: Well not only that, but like the 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 bland tasteless food that they have yeah st- was paper versions of food. Yeah, cuz you're, you're was literally
1: denied food. <laughs> yeah. Um because you can get like 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 the paper the fake versions of food or you can smell the real one, but that's it. You're cut off from actual food. I just find that that particular thing that they're like denied this one thing very entertaining
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah all right so my favorite non-traumatic thing is the ending the resolution uh the how how she ends up and why because uh, i discussing exactly what trope this is would spoil the book in a way that i Mm -hmm. absolutely do not want to because it is delightful but just kind of the slow discovery of an aspect of the book that isn't really clear until the final third or fourth of the book Mm -hmm. and then it just opens up her options for a resolution that's good for her in a way that wasn't obvious at the start that it was a choice and i i like that because mm-hmm. it means that i don't spend the whole book going this is the third way for you to take but then <laughs> it appears yeah and it's nice and i like it i hope that was um vague enough. if That's it was good. frustratingly vague it was in a way where people <laughs> will read the book um and not just be Sad that I couldn't say more without spoilers. But yeah, so that's that's my favorite thing is how the wrap up and resolution is handled. Uh so thank you everyone for joining us for this meandering discussion of The Ghost Bride by Late Yangtze Chu. Uh and we will catch you next episode. All music used in this podcast was created by Nicole as Heartbeat Art Co and is used with permission. Our transcriptionist is Heather. You can find her on Twitter at MamaDragon20 or on TikTok at Dragons underscore Den. We're proud members of the Certain Point of View network of podcasts. Check out all the Certain POV shows at www.certainpov.com. Please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash books that burn. If you can't wait for the next episode and need even more book related content in your life, check out our book review blog, reviews that burn, subscribe to the Fortnightly newsletter or follow us on the story graph. You can contact us by email at books that burn at yahoo.com and find all our links, contact info, and social media on our card, books that burn dot Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, and remember, some books burn you.